This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Marketers and advertisers, brands big and small. You've been after a special someone for a while now. You think they're into you. I mean, you share the same interests, both passionate about the same stuff. Why wouldn't they be? Wait. There's a moment of silence. It's finally just you two alone. They're waiting. Go on, shoot your shot. You've got a voice. Use it now. Hearts are racing. Breathing becomes heavier. This is your chance to win them over. So what are you going to say? Get closer to your audience. Make podcast ads with Acast. Head to go.acast.com slash closer to get started. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Bamboo app. Crypto Curious is your go-to source for all things cryptocurrency. Whether you're a seasoned pro or new to the world of crypto, we've got you covered. Each week, we'll break down the top news stories of the past seven days, giving you the information you need to stay on top of the latest trends and developments. Plus, we'll share with you quick bites of news and insights that you won't want to miss. If you're new to crypto, we recommend starting with our earlier episodes where we break down the basics and give you a solid foundation to understand the crypto world. Join us as we explore the ever-evolving world of cryptocurrency and educate ourselves along the way. Let's dive in together and discover the exciting potential of crypto. In this week's episode, we talk about another crypto bank that's in trouble. We talk about the CBDC pushback given by Senator Ted Cruz in the US and a fancy new cross-chain transfer protocol launched by Circle. We also have a mammoth amount of sharp, sharp news bites. There's just too much good stuff to leave out this week, so we're going large on those. Please stay around for those. My name's Tracy, and this week, Blake and I are joined by Dave Hasloff and Dave is no stranger to the show, having joined us last year on the Crypto Curious podcast and is back. Welcome, Dave. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? Very well. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Well, look, we had so much fun with you last time. We thought we'd get you back. And look, I've got to do this. I've got to do the intro. For those who don't know Dave, Dave started off the Facebook group here in Oz called Crypto Den. Many, how many years ago was it, Dave? When did you launch it? I think it was about six years ago. Six years ago. And now has yeah. a staggering, is it 50, 70,000? How many is there now? 50,000, yeah. 50,000 followers in the community, which is no small feat. And last year, Dave brought us the first ever Aussie CryptoCon convention, which was a massive success. Craig and myself went along to the event in the Gold Coast and gave it a massive thumbs up. It was awesome. And we have another event later this year, which we'll no doubt talk about. So Dave's also the co-founder and CEO of Decom Blockchain. So, you know... Keeping yourself busy, Dave. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. I like to complain about it to my wife, but you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, I, I do love this. I do love being busy and I do love getting myself in into the the crux of the industry. So yeah, I enjoy it. Cool. So what do you do at DCOM, Dave? Uh, so, well, I'm one of the, the co-founders of DCOM and DCOM's essentially a, a layer one blockchain that's been geared towards asset tokenization. So oh, fantastic. we're sort of really leading the way down that path. Yep. Um, I, to my knowledge, I, I think we're the only layer one in the world that is is focused on asset tokenization, which is really exciting for us. Mm. Hot um, topic at the moment. 
It is. It's a really hot topic. And the good thing for us is, you know, we, we started building this over a year ago now. So we're sort of ahead of the game and, and, um, you know, the technology is now ready to launch. So we're, we're super excited. Fantastic. We'll keep an eye on that for sure, Dave. Thanks. Mm, I'm sure we hear a bit more about it. Look, like I said, there's so much news to get into. So let's launch off onto our first story. This one's been unfolding over the past 24 hours and it's another bank that's in trouble. But this time, they're not so much in trouble, more of a slap on the wrist type of in trouble. This one's called Cross River Bank and it's been sent a consent order by the Federal Deposit Insurers Corporation or FDIC for short. And they are alleging that the bank engaged in unsafe and unsound lending practices. Now, Cross River is one of the last remaining crypto-friendly banks. So I wanted to put this story in here because it's a big deal, Blake, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. You know, uh, many we've seen many banks go under in the US, Silvergate, Signature Bank, Silicon Valley Bank, First Republic more recently. Uh, and, you know, uh, Cross River is one of the only banks that are still um, banking crypto companies like Circle, like Coinbase, like Plaid for payment processing, um, and many others. Many b- crypto businesses moved from those other failed banks um, across to Cross River. So it looks like they're under attack, um, you know, potentially from from the FDIC saying that, uh, you know, p- potentially they won't be insured under the regime and um, that there'll be um, some disciplinary action or, you know, they, they might be cut out, cut out of the program. So, yeah, this is a big deal. And your know, shareholders, if I was a shareholder of Cross River Bank, you know, I'd be pretty concerned um, of this you know, situation. Mm, and I, look, there's plenty of other banks that they could have gone after after for this same issue. I'm putting my tinfoil hat on here, boys, but is this, again, chokehold 2.0? Because it really does feel this is the last crypto bank and are they going for us again? Of course they are. This is the government with their pitchforks out again <laughs> straight away. And it's it's so ironic, isn't it, that they're, they're going after them for unsafe and unsound lending practices mm-hmm. when, you know, you go back to 2008 and they were giving homeless people home loans, you know, mm-hmm. and... That, that caused the collapse over there. So to be coming after them under that precedence mm. is nothing but a, a pitchfork attack to me. We'll just have to see how this goes yeah. because it could cause trouble. We'll just have to monitor this, ladies and gentlemen, but you know, it would be a big hit for the industry. So um, hopefully uh, they're able to get through it safely. Look, the only, the only kind of silver lining to this is every time a bank goes down, Bitcoin goes up. <laughs> <laughs> On with our next story. Last week, Circle introduced the Cross-Chain Transfer Protocol or CCTP. I'm going to get that wrong so many times this year. This is a big step as we know the issue with cross-chain communication is a big one. And this will be used to simplify USDC stablecoin transfers between blockchains. Apparently, this will make them safer and faster and cheaper, Blake. Mm, that's right. So the way that it works is by, you know, if you have USDC on one blockchain like Ethereum and want to use USDC on another chain like Solana, um, it'll burn um, a USDC from the Ethereum chain and then mint it on the Solana chain. Um, so this is some jargon that we use in crypto, um, but it allows for easy um, your transportation or, or movement of assets across chain um, without a bridge. Um, so it is innovative. It does solve one of the issues. Um, in the industry, and I think it's going to get a lot of adoption. Dave, what do you reckon about this one? I think it's an absolutely brilliant idea. Um, at the moment, the C, what is it, CCTP, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the only way for blockchains to interact, but the existing solution, which is bridges, has flaws. U- ultimately, these bridges is what holds people's coins in, in custody. 
they're the parts of the the process that's being hacked. Yeah, that's right. And um, it's you know, there's a lot of risk because anyone can put up a bridge. You know, anyone can fork a bridge and mm. put it up, and you know, they're not necessarily having it audited by tier one auditing firms. And um, people use these things, and you know, they bridge tens of millions of dollars. And unfortunately, um, these are these are targets for hackers. So, and will they be enabling this for numerous chains or just a, a selected number of chains? I would suggest that they would start with EVM compatible chains um, and then also move across to some of the major non-EVM chains um, or those chains that aren't compatible with Ethereum. Um, but, you know, I guess over time there'll just have to be a business case um, for Circle to make this available on additional chains. And uh, there's no reason why not, you know, the, the top 10 or 20 layer ones couldn't be um, couldn't be utilised for this. Mm. And I read somewhere that it's not just Circle, there's a couple of others about to announce that they're doing something very similar. Right. Okay, mm. it's catching on. It's catching on. And it says here that it's already been adopted by companies like MetaMask who will let you, uh, use it to allow their users to move around USDC within their app. Circle um, also said that it wants to roll out CCTP to other blockchains like Solana in the future. So in the end, it's really all about um, ease of use and adoption, which we are certainly all for. It's good to see some positive news come out of um, USDC as well after <laughs> their little depegging a few weeks back. So yes. it's nice to see some positive news around that. Let's move on. So US Senator Ted Cruz has come out and said that CBDCs or central bank digital currencies are designed to destroy all the value of Bitcoin. The senator said that the only intention to use a central bank digital currency is to destroy anonymity and to destroy decentralisation. He's really going hard on this. At a Bitcoin policy summit last week, he also said, he also went on to say, sorry, that introducing a central bank digital currency would be profoundly dangerous to society and that we mean the government would be having visibility into every single transaction of its citizens, which, I, you know, he's right there. Uh, so there's definitely two schools of thought here forming in the US uh, over this issue and I'm just wondering, I wanted to include this story today to get some thoughts on that. My biggest gripe with the CBDCs is why, where that leads to. So obviously at the moment, if if that's the path we head down, then yes, they are going to have access to literally everything that we spend all of our, our crypto on or our, all of our money on. So, you know, we lose that element of privacy, which, you know, that should be an absolute basic human right. Second to that is is looking forward into the future. What does it mean? And I think it opens a door for, you know, social crediting systems, which really terrifies me. And, you know, I really don't want to see the world go down that path. So uh, I'm totally against CBDCs completely. And to say that it's going to destroy the value of Bitcoin, nothing's going to destroy the value of Bitcoin. I think that's a bit of a silly statement. But (laughs) (laughs) ultimately, I I do agree with the, you know, breach of privacy and, and exactly where that leads to terrifies me as far as the social crediting system. Mm, okay, two good points. Yeah, for sure. You know, all, I, I think all markets look for efficiencies. They look for reducing costs and using blockchain technology for money um, is certainly one way to do that. But of course, you know, there's trade-offs. No one wants those you know, privacy eroding qualities of a CBDC. But I think that there's potentially an opportunity um, of baking in some really great features of you know that that technology platform. Um, for example, using zero knowledge proofs for transactions. 
And only, you know, the government only being able to access that data if they go down, you know, traditional means like a subpoena or an audit through the ATO, not just having direct access to it. So, you know, it really comes down to the design attributes of the chain that they use. Everyone's going to do it differently. Um, and hopefully there's some really great people that get involved in these projects and can advocate for good product design um, that, you know, stakeholders support. There's a really good guy called um, McDonald who's part of the European Union and what they're putting in place for their CBDC. Yeah, right. And he's very much about having as much private as possible. Yeah. Um, so that's something that's – look, I, I really feel like we're going to have this as an ongoing debate for a long time. It's certainly not something that's going away. As long as there's plenty of third-party auditors that can audit code and actually ensure that the privacy is is intact because otherwise we're just taking them on their word and we've just got to trust them that – they can't see our transactions, which... And unfortunately, we're talking about the government here, who... Exactly right. It, sh- it should be open-sourced, you know, I think everyone Absolutely, would Absolutely, love- it should be. I don't think it will be, but it should uh, be. I don't think it will be either, but um, it should be. <laughs> yeah. watch, watch this space. Look, we would normally be going off to an ad break, but before we do, we wanted to talk to Dave about some news that broke last month. And earlier this year, we had Ben Simpson from The Collective Shift on... And Ben is another um, friend of the show who we work really closely with. And not long after that uh, was the release that you guys had partnered. So the Crypto Den and the Collective Shift, two great sources for information here in Australia. We're so lucky when it comes to, you know, having help with education when it, when it comes to crypto. The partnership, tell us a little bit more about that, how it came about and how maybe our listeners can utilise that partnership. Well, for us, it was a no-brainer. So, you know, the outside of... The, the technology of crypto and, and, you know, the blockchain itself, you've got the underlying, you know, trading and investing. Okay, that's that's what moves the market. That's what keeps the market alive. So, yeah, Ben from Collective Shift, they, they focus on the fundamental analysis of a market. So they're looking into deep diving into different companies and, you know, what their tokenomics are and, and you know, more about their business and their structures and, you know, the overall fundamentals of the companies that are producing these you know, utilities or, or coins or whatever. Uh, and then from our perspective at the Crypto Den, we're, we're a team of traders. So we just trade the markets and we, we monitor it through technical analysis. So by partnering up, it was, you know, a really perfect synergy for us because we can then help educate the community on A, how to, how to do those fundamental research on, on different companies and coins and projects and things like that to make sure that you know, you've got enough background information there that you, you don't get scammed. Hopefully, you're not going to get scammed because there's too many scams out there. And then once you've once you've sort of determined if if a, a project is worth investing in using the techniques that, that Collective Shift teach, um, then you can use what Crypto Den teach and, and by monitoring the charts and, and learning where to enter and exit investments or trades, um, you know, it's, it positions you for that best entry point as an investor because, you know, we see it every cycle that all these people, when, when Bitcoin hit $60,000, everyone wanted to buy Bitcoin. And when Bitcoin hit $15,000, no one wanted to buy it. And that's completely backwards to what it should be. So, so we're trying to teach people how to do it the right way and how to actually maximize their potential. And I think the, the partnership with Ben is something we're super excited about because we get to maximize that knowledge base for people that are, are coming into the space. And where can our listeners check out uh, the, the, the your, your platform? Is it on Facebook or do you have your own um, your space? 
So we've just built our sort of, you could almost call it our own uh, social media platform yep. um, that's that's private to the, the CryptoDen community. It's it's free and public to, to join, um, but it's not attached to any of the mainstream social medias. Um, and that's just at CryptoDen.io. Okay. Perfect. We'll yeah. put, uh, put some links in the show notes as well. I think we're really lucky here in Australia that we've got such a big community that's so helpful. And I feel that we've got, you know, for those entering the market that want the training wheels that only want to dip, you know, we've got Bamboo, which is, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, testing the waters, micro savings. And I know Dave, you said your mum was using Bamboo last time we she chatted, was, which yeah. was hilarious, um, <laughs> unbeknownst to you. So yeah. again, you know, we're the, you know, we're the kind of the training wheels, you know, but then when you do want to level up and you want to know a bit more, you can go and um, find groups like Collective Shift and understand a bit more about fundamental analysis and feeling a bit better about things. But when the bug hits you, like it hit me a few years ago and you want to learn to trade, you need to find a group that you're comfortable with to understand because trading's not for everyone. It's not easy. But you want to find a group that you can talk to and ask questions. And me as a female, I, I, you know, it was mostly males out there. So you want to get a group that you can ask questions in that you feel comfortable in. Um, so, you know, then now we've got that side of the fence with the crypto den as well, which is a Definitely. big group. So, And one of our, our lead analysts and, and I suppose educators is a female. Her name's Cassie. And yeah. I tell you what, she's a gun trader. She's so consistent. She was in one of the webinars I saw the other day because I saw you guys at Collective Shift were putting some webinars out. I think it might have been on your Facebook group and I was watching her yeah. and Matt Williams from um, the Collective Shift doing some yeah. – free free content on there which was amazing so yeah that's right she's an absolute superstar she's she's very very good at what she does and uh, very good at what she teaches so you know and that that helps as well and you know to to looking for community you you want to make sure that you're finding a community that has your best interest at heart as well mm. not just a you know look at you as a, another number to you know profit from and that's that's one of the hardest things to find uh, mm. in the space in general but especially in Australia too so um on that note, can I share a bit of an announcement? Or, yeah, of course. Yeah? Absolutely. <laughs> so, Chase, we, we spoke about this the other day in confidence, but uh, as of this morning, we have officially locked in the deal. So on the, the note of education and is this making exclusive? It, is this exclusive? Yeah. This, is, this is the very first time we're sharing this publicly, so you get the scoop. On the, the, the note of education and, and being able to provide that to the community without profiting from the community itself, because obviously, you know, a lot of these people have businesses to run. They've got revenue targets to hit in order to operate. Uh, we have been super, super lucky and super fortunate to officially be partnering with OKX, oh, who wow. is basically backing CryptoDen in order to offer education for free to the entire world, basically. So, That's huge. Um, no more will we be charging people for education as a, as a business model. We are now opening education to, to trading completely free. So is that to um, their users, to all of their users? Yes, that's to all of the, the OKX users. So uh, it'll be marketed to their um, 55 million users, <laughs> which is enormous. Uh, OKX is so good to work with, honestly. They are a well-oiled machine. Uh, wow. They they are very very good to work with, and they they genuinely want to see the space grow, which is you know really refreshing as well. So um, obviously, as you guys know, they've coming in, they're coming into the Australian market 
uh, pretty aggressively at the moment, yeah. which, is, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, we got to go to their launch party a few weeks back. And it looked amazing. It looked yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was good. And as part of the initiative as well, you know, we're, I, I uh, had a meeting with the guys from Coinly yesterday and they're going to jump on board and they're going to do a tax session and things like that. So we're, you know, Ben from Collective Shift, he's going to do a session in our, our program um, on fundamental research and things like that. So we're trying to bring a lot of people together from um, – Black, you know, you love it, the NFT space, DeFi space, <laughs> trading, <laughs> fundamentals, tax, all the different facets of, of the cryptocurrency space, put that in one central location and then we get to provide that for free to the community mm. and we won't charge for that ever again moving forward. So, yeah, that's thanks to OKX to, to you know, coming on board with this and, and helping us push this initiative out is something that, you know, we've been working towards for the last two years and, you know, as of today, as of this morning, um, we finally you know, came to an agreement and, and locked things down. And I'm super excited to be able to offer that to everyone. Well, well done. If you've been working towards that for so long, congratulations. That's a huge feat. So I look forward to seeing that press release and shouting about it tomorrow. That's excellent work. Fantastic. And, yeah. No, it's good awesome. to see the um, exchanges pushing towards being responsible and getting education out there as well. Well, we see some exchanges and, and, you know, nothing against them in particular that offer their own education. And it's good that they offer some form of education, but is it not sort of like a, a casino teaching you how to gamble, mm. you know, it, how can you, I don't know, I think anyone, any any exchange should be using third parties to educate and that's the main reason for it is because it in, helps instill some trust as well because, like I said, you don't, you wouldn't trust the casino to teach you how to play blackjack, would you? Mm, that's right. And creates community as well, you know. I think that's a big part of what's missing of the education component of, you know, the exchanges. Many of them have great resources, but often missing, you know, that, that community that's aspect. That's a really good as point. Well, so, hey, and the community is, is a big part of educating people in the space too. Like, you know, family Christmases and you're, you're, you're telling Nana about Bitcoin and, and, you know, cousin Joe comes in and asks you a question about it you're all too happy to share it, right? We're, we're like the, the CrossFitters of the tech world, yeah? So it's it's educating each other with what level of education you have to offer that gets people into the space. And then once they've got that little bit of an idea of what they're looking at, that's when they come to companies like myself or, or like Collective Shift to look for more advanced education. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is great news. I'm super pumped for you and excited to see where that goes, but just kicking loads of goals. That's awesome. Okay, look, we're definitely heading off to a break, but when we come back, lots of short, sharp news bites. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. You're listening to the Crypto Curious Podcast. We have loads of short, sharp news bites for you. Blake is kicking things off. Go for it. Well, first up, it seems that just as quickly as we found the Bitcoin white paper installed on people's uh, Apple Mac computers, um, it's been stripped away. So I believe as part of their latest upgrade, they've removed the Bitcoin white paper that was embedded deep inside the hard drive. Now, I suspect what's happened here is that they had a rogue developer mm-hmm. or a rogue product team that's decided to hide that in there somewhere. And now so Steve Jobs isn't Satoshi then? <laughs> well, that's possible, but um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, they've taken that out now, which is unfortunate, Bummer. but uh, was certainly a bit of a rise for the community. Mm. 
All right. So last week it was announced that Binance has cancelled its one billion asset purchase of the poor old Voyager who went bankrupt, and they cited uncertain regulatory environment in the United States. Well, duh. So as you can imagine, Voyager expressed their disappointment and announced plans to return value to customers via direct distribution on their platform. The acquisition uh, initiated in December faced opposition from the Department of Justice in March. Voyager filed for bankruptcy back in July 2022 following the horrible terror USD collapse, um, leading um, to the suspension of activity, including withdrawals from customer funds from the platform. So, yeah, still not looking good for poor old Voyager users there. This is a real shame, actually, I reckon. Uh, Mm. All of these companies could have been saved potentially, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What's next, Dave? OpenSea is still arguably the most popular NFT marketplace out there, but its valuation has just been cut by 76%. Ouch. It hit a $13 billion valuation at the height of the NFT mania last year, but now during the harsh bear market is being valued at just $3 billion oh. by one of its biggest investors, Tiger Global. That's- now, come on. How did no one see this coming? <laughs> Seriously. It's... It's JPEGs and pictures of, of monkeys. Oh. It's, I mean, come on. It- oh, Dave's not a great fan of the NFTs. <laughs> look, that, that's the, all I'm going to say. That, that's gonna all say. I'm going to say. Oh, look, that, but what a huge valuation. That yeah. is massive. That's that, that's a huge, huge loss in valuation for any yeah. any company. But even still, $3 billion. I'd like to see how they plan to recover from something like this. I mean, what does OpenSea do from this point? How do you reignite the, the NFT mania? How they, do you... They've yeah. been smacked around by Blur, who's come into the market, um, mm. and they've just opened. They've just launched OpenSea Pro or Premium or something else to combat what Blur are doing with their. Look, who knows? I think that look, we know how the market goes. It goes Bitcoin, Ethereum, altcoins, NFTs. So I mean, the, the NFT technology is actually really good, in my opinion, if it's used right. And I've said this to you guys before. If you're using NFTs for things like the music industry, yep. that gives great utility. Or sporting, you know, sporting yeah, industry. It's, and, it's, yep. it's brilliant if you're using it right. But if you're using it for the stupidest things like monkey pictures, it's destined to fail. You know what you were talking about before about um, CBDCs and social currency and doing the right thing? Yeah. You know what popped in my head? It was like, does that mean if, I have a, if I'm a Dockers member one day that I won't be able to go places? Like, you know, social <laughs> currency, if not you're the member of the wrong things. So I was like, yeah, yeah. It, but anyway, poor doctors. Yeah, if you're a CrossFitter, NFT-loving vegan, you probably won't be allowed in the RSL club, so. Oh, there goes Blake. Blake, you're not allowed in. Okay. <laughs> Blake, you're up next. What's, what's happening? Oh, so the FBI has searched the home of Ryan Salame, who was one of FTX's top executives and major Republican campaign donor. Salame is in hot water due to his $24 million US dollar campaign contribution last year uh, in the primaries. Um, so the contributions were part of a $90 million, $90 million worth of donations, um, you know, to, to, to support political campaigns uh, from, and this was all from former FTX employees. So this is obviously super dodgy. Uh, it looks like this money may have come from um, mm. your users of the FTX platform yeah. and they were you know, handing this out for favours from, from polys. Um, yeah, what do you think of this one, Dave? Oh, I think you're exactly right. I mean, <laughs> they, they got pretty big pretty fast, didn't they? So, yeah. you know, I think um, a lot is going to come out of the wash of this still in the next yeah. 12 months. So. so I think it's October is the when the trial starts. So 
Oh, yeah. It's going to be really interesting if they, ha- as part of the administration process, they have to give uh, this money back, the, the po- politicians. Mm. Uh, they have may have already Used spent it. it. Yeah. So they're going to have to raise capital potentially um, mm. to repay this for creditors. Yeah. See how that goes. Yeah, good point. If this doesn't become a Netflix series, then oh, for I'll sure. be so disappointed. <laughs> oh, for sure. I cannot wait. They'll be like watching, <laughs> watching parties. We'll watch it live. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. What's up next, Dave? So Kraken is pushing back against the IRS, arguing the agency's demand for information about the cryptocurrencies exchange users amounts to an unjustified treasure hunt, which let's go back to the start of this. I mean, we, we said that yeah. the government's got their pitchforks out. <laughs> um, so the crypto exchange seeks federal court order to halt the inquiry arguing that IRS's request exceeds previous case boundaries. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it's good. So Kraken's pushing back, Coinbase is pushing back. It's good that these companies are pushing back. They're just not letting them, uh, the the states walk all over them anymore. So that's, yeah, that's a good push in the right direction, I think. Absolutely. All right, next up, Phantom. So Phantom is the wallet that's uh, built for the Solana blockchain, but they've now enabled it to support Ethereum and Polygon blockchains. This is a massive move. So as of Monday, uh, May the 1st, uh, there's been multi-chain integration for the 3 million users. Uh, so yeah, this is a step in the right direction to you know really cement that product for, for everyone to use. And I think it's a, a really, really strong position. Yeah. Great work. So, you know, it's does MetaMask now follow suit and start integrating other Absolutely. chains? Absolutely. I'm surprised they haven't. I think mm. that's the next move for them for sure. 21 shares in Cathy Wood's ARK Investment Management refiled an application for a spot Bitcoin ETF. It's ARK B, citing enhanced investor protections despite previous rejections from the SEC. The firms argue that regulated crypto options can prevent fraud and scams for US investors. So they're just trying it again with a different spin on it. So good on them. Let's see how it goes. Wasn't there somebody suing? Was it the SEC to find out, you know, why there's inconsistencies between the different judgments of which ETFs get up and which ones don't? Something like oh, that. I didn't see that. Yeah. I, I mean, the amount of lawsuits going to, you know, from the SEC and to the SEC, it's going to turn out to be a zero-sum game for them anyway. Mm. We should be able to put that on TradingView and see if we can chart that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what's next? Uh, the popular stock trading platform Robinhood has announced a new on-ramp to Web3 and crypto. The system enables users to fund their crypto wallets directly. Mm. Now, I think Robinhood has like, I don't know, 15 or 20 million users or something. At so, least that. Yeah, I, I yeah. think at least that. So that's big tick. That's just onboarding heap of people right there. More yeah. capital flow to crypto, the better. I'd love to see, you know, the, the entire market cap reach, you know, that $3 trillion level, you know, again in the next 12 to 18 months as, as we come close to the Bitcoin halving. Mm, for sure. So the Neo Bank has announced that it's rolling out a cool. soul-bound non-fungible token containing KYC information uh, for holders uh, in its crypto wallet, and I think this is um, first. This is yeah, this is the future. I think in the future we won't. So for those that don't know, KYC is when you hand over your driver's license or passport when you're signing up to a new bank account or um, a cryptocurrency exchange. But in the future, you know, I think what we'll be doing is do it only doing that once. Um, off the back of that, minting an NFT and then using that as authorization on these different platforms. And um, these guys are, are starting to move in that direction. It's great to see that they've brought a product to market. So, yeah, the future's coming. Yep, that's awesome. 
So Deloitte's highlights its commitment to Web3 and crypto through its intent to hire cryptocurrency experts to join its team. So anyone looking for a job right now, over 300 positions were posted on LinkedIn. So there you go, Deloitte's going hard in the field. And lastly, the Vatican Library adopts blockchain and <laughs> NFTs for digital archiving. Yeah. Now, I did say to you guys before we jumped on that the, the Catholic Church is really getting with the times. We've seen that um, only a few days ago they announced that they were removing the term he from the Bible and God is now non-binary oh, as well. I cannot so believe I missed that. Is that are you actually serious on that? I'm dead serious. Did yeah, you yeah, see I did. that, Blake? I didn't see that, but I'm going to have to look it up. Now. I don't know. <laughs> is Dave pulling our leg just to have us off? That, that is, I cannot believe that. No, I did I did read that. And, you know, now they're, they're using blockchain and NFTs as well. So know, good on them for keeping up with the times. Oh, my golly. That is wrong. No, you know one, what? no one's immune. No one is yeah. immune. There you go. That's probably the best one to leave it on there and finish off the episode. What a mammoth one. Dave, thanks for coming on and doing this with us. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, a bit of a pro. Anything else we need to round out? I think we've covered it all off. You've got the Oz. What month is it again, the CryptoCon this year? It's in... November 11th. November 11th, that's yep. right. It's in Melbourne. Melbourne. That's Fantastic. right. We will, we'll be there. We will be there. And, um, okay, we've got that. And if anyone wants to check out the Crypto Den, we'll put the notes below. You can jump in in the Facebook group as well. Um, yeah, I think that's it. But thank you for joining us. We got, we've had two weeks without Craig. Oh, my gosh. All the Craig fans out there will be crying. He'll be back soon He'll enough. be back next week, folks. But <laughs> thanks so much for joining us today, Dave. That was awesome. No worries. Thanks again. But, again, if you think we missed anything, folks, I, I didn't. We put it all in there. It's a huge episode. <laughs> but you can reach out on podcast at getbamboo.io. Don't forget to join us in the Facebook community group as well. And please do subscribe. Hit the subscribe button so you're getting our episode every week. But, again, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. See you, guys. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.